0: Welcome to another edition of the Y-Pod, where we highlight everyday Wyoming leaders. This episode features Donna Hoffman from the University of Wyoming Extension. We talk about how she ended up a part of the Master Gardener program, how it benefits us all, and the way she works with all the volunteers in it. Hope you enjoy listening, even a little bit as much as we enjoyed recording it. Here we go with Donna Hoffman.
1: My name is Donna Hoffman. I have a couple of titles, and they tend to be rather long, so I usually say I'm the Natrona County horticulturist. I work for the University of Wyoming Extension, and so I'm a UW Extension educator for horticulture, and uh, also the Natrona County Master Gardener coordinator.
0: And the Master Gardener coordinator was what ended up getting us introduced to each other. But before we dive into that, Uh could you tell folks just a little bit about your background?
1: I'm a Wyoming native. Born in Rollins and uh, grew up, or my, my years up through kindergarten were out at Red Desert on the Red Desert along uh, I-80. And I went to kindergarten in Wamsetter and then moved to Vernal, Utah for my grade school years. Dad ran a Cummins dealership in Vernal, Utah. And then just about the oil time the oil field was not doing so hot, um, we moved back to Casper, which is where my mom was from. And um, I was here the end of fifth grade, um, sixth grade, and did junior high, high school, two years at Casper College, and then moved to Laramie to get a degree. And uh, I had started out in agriculture at Casper College and switched to um, er, botany and, and biology at Casper College. And then when I moved down to UW, I started in botany and ended up moving back to agriculture, got a degree in crop science with a minor in botany. First of all, I went to Lansing, Michigan for seven months, figuring that if I had a degree in crop science, I ought to be in the Midwest, and ended up working in horticulture, kind of got a, a starter job, and they told me I was overeducated for the job when, when they hired me. I missed home, and I missed our Wyoming vistas, and the trees kind of made me feel a little claustrophobic. And so some personal things happened, and I went back to Laramie. And so in total, I spent 17 years down in Laramie. I uh, interviewed for this job and ended up coming back to Casper.
0: What was it about the education that you were diving into? How did you think you were going to use this?
1: I just knew that I loved plants. My dad's mother was an avid gardener. She gardened out at, at Red Desert she gardened in vernal utah she gardened in laramie wyoming and um i just loved gardening when i was with her so i knew that i love plants when i started out i was going to go into genetics and uh my plan was to uh find a wheat that could um prevent starvation in africa i delved into genetics and it was a little bit more in depth than my brain decided it was capable of at least in this lifetime and uh I got my degree in crop science and I wasn't sure how I was going to use it. We did not have a horticulture lean or tilt at the university when I was going to school there. The horticulturist had retired and they didn't hire one until after I I left UW so I didn't really have the opportunity to to take horticulture classes. Um, But the fall that I started here I did take the introduction to horticulture course that's offered and uh, Took it online, basically took it virtually, even back in 2002. I, you know, we think about that being more commonplace now, but I hadn't really thought about it at that point in time. And really enjoyed the course and um, uh, learned a lot about um, client interaction and and it was a very dis- discussion-oriented class and really enjoyed enjoyed that component of it. I had also had the opportunity, um, right after I graduated, one of my colleagues had worked a couple of summers at the Extension office in um, Laramie, and when she left town, she introduced me to the Ag educator that was there, and I kind of took over the job that she had had the previous two summers and worked there two different summers. Um, And I had been a nine-year 4-H member here in Natrona County and knew about Extension and the 4-H educator. and the ag educator that were, were both here then, uh, had kind of always stayed um, mentors and, and really good friends. I really respected both of them and then um, when I was at UW, got reintroduced to the, to the man who was the ag educator when I first started 4-H here. He was the ag educator in Natrona County and then he finished his PhD and went down to UW and became a weed scientist down there. So, had some really good uh, mentors that came from Extension And um, working those two part-time summers, really um, enjoyed that. Did a little bit of writing. Uh, Wayne took me to the radio station, and at that point in time, when I was talking to the gentleman that was running the interview, and he would ask me a question, and I would give him a one-word or a one-sentence answer, then Wayne would say, and, and carry on. I was like, oh, they really want me to fill up a lot of time. They don't just want me to answer the question. So I felt a lot more comfortable about interview processes after his mentoring for that way. That.
0: So the positions uh-huh. that you find yourself in, Yeah. shame on me, I didn't know there even was a Master Gardener program until okay. a mutual friend of ours introduced yeah. me to it. Could you tell folks maybe who are in the same boat I am sure. a little bit about the program?
1: Sure, so back in 1973, a lot of the baby boomers were first purchasing their, their own first homes And uh, the horticulture educators in Washington and Oregon were finding themselves swamped with telephone calls and people coming into the extension offices with um, people answering or asking questions on how-to with whatever it was with their new homes um, as all of the the pink homes were being built for all the baby boomers. And um, they actually developed a program asked their universities if they could do the program and um, introduced it in the, I think it was a September 1973 Sunset Magazine and they had over 300 people apply for the first course but they they advertised for um, volunteers to help answer all of the calls that were coming in because the educators just physically could not talk to everybody that wanted an answer and so they trained people to be diagnosticians for problem um, problems that people were seeing in their yards and in their gardens and their new landscapes, and they gave them the authority, basically, to be um, educators and diagnosticians to people that were, to their peers that were um, learning to garden on their own or had maybe gardened or maybe even grown up on a farm, but after they had their own place, didn't really know where to start or how to deal with all of the problems. Just a few summers ago we hosted the um, International Master Gardener Coordinator's Conference in Chico, Montana and we got to meet Dr. David Gibby, who was the person who wrote that article and put it in Sunset Magazine. So uh, about 30, 40, 30 years after he wrote the article, we got to meet him. So that was that was really wonderful. Actually, it was probably more like 40 years after he wrote the article, got to meet him. Um, but he basically said, I, I knew that I needed help, and the specialists on campus that I was working with um, knew that we needed help. So we were trying to come up with, um, what would we call it? And he had been in the military stationed in Germany, and they had master all kinds of things, and so um, he called it the Master Gardener Program, and um, sometimes I wish it had a different name, um, but um, it works quite well. I do tell all of the trainees that we don't expect them to be walking garden encyclopedias. I'm not a walking garden encyclopedia, and I do this day in and day out, so there's no way that somebody that's a teacher or an accountant uh, or a former FBI agent um, can know everything there is to know about um, gardening, but everybody has their interest, and with everybody's different interests, they they help answer the questions that come in for the niche that they they fill in, and so we have people that have all kinds of different interests in gardening, and uh, they help get those questions answered.
0: The former FBI agent you mentioned, for anyone who might not have listened, there is another episode interviewing Greg Groves, who is the mutual friend that we uh, got introduced by. And I remember one of the experiences I had with Greg was there was something growing in my yard. I wasn't sure what it was, but because I knew Greg was in the program and was interested in these things and cultivates a lovely garden himself, I took a picture and sent it to him. He had no idea what it was, so he sent it to you. Okay. And so it makes me curious is that the majority of the service that you provide, random questions people have, or is there some other facet to the program that I don't even know about?
1: So most of what I do is is answering garden questions. How come my tree has black spots on it? Uh, how come my lawn has a yellow spot in it? I, look, I end up looking at, at plants that are not healthy more than I look at really pretty plants most of the time. And then I give programs to local... Nonprofit organizations when they want a guest speaker program for their program um, or presenting for local events that they have a, a tilt to gardening somehow. Um, so introducing them to Extension and and the, the fact that we are here to help. Um, so Extension got started um, a little over 100 years ago now, um, and it, it actually has its footing in some of the legislation at the end of the Civil War. Um, in educating the general public. Um, and so most of the, the land, well, all of the land-grant universities across the, you know, the United States have an extension program which puts educators in every county in their state to do just that. So we have ag educators, nutrition and food safety educators, um, community development, we're now calling them community vitality educators. Um, the 4-H program is, is an extension And and then uh, agriculture and horticulture um, often work hand in hand together. And uh, so then later on in the the 1890s, uh, the the Congress added um, the historically black colleges, and they also have uh, an extension program developed for for, um, a lot of the states in the South usually have those. And then there's also an additional program, and I can't remember the year that it was instigated, but um, our Native American reservations also have a program that brings the the extension program to their areas.
0: There are a lot of aspects to your job. Yes. Technical aspects. You mentioned community outreach. You do a lot of interaction with people who are in the program Uh as candidates or Uh resources like our friend Greg. Is there any one part of it that you find more interesting, more stimulating than any other?
1: Um, The the part of my job that I love is I have all kinds of opportunity to learn all kinds of things. Um, Because I also partner with the city of Casper and proctor the test for their licensing program for arborists, I decided to get um, my certification as an arborist. Um, and then in October, I've, I've applied for a scholarship from the National Association of County Agriculture Agents. Um, and finally, now that the, the two years of not traveling for education has kind of come to an end, I'm gonna have the opportunity to go to a National Garden Club Floral Judges School. And so um, hopefully I'll be able to help some of the flower um, some of the garden clubs in the state put on flower shows, and, and I love to judge it, that the horticulture displays at different county fairs and, and at state fair, and so I'm gonna get some education and a little bit better skills at doing that. So um, the best thing I like is that they know that in order to educate others, you have to stay fresh in your own education. Um, and so I've really enjoyed the additional education that I've been able to get. Um, and probably have not taken advantage of, of education that's available through the university as much as I probably should have over the years. And then uh, I always work with a, a wonderful group of volunteers. There's a variety of people that, that work in all kinds of different backgrounds, and some people have acres of land that they want to develop and grow on, Um, I have a master gardener now that worked in the finance industry in Pennsylvania, bought a piece of ground out here and is trying to put in a windbreak on property that doesn't have great water supplies to it. So um, it's interesting working with him because of his background in the back east um, and his concepts of what he'd like to have as far as trees on his property. And then um, I have a master gardener who was a, a master gardener when I was hired and he lives in an apartment and, and grows hydroponically on his kitchen countertop. So everybody has a different interest and ability in what it is they can grow, but they all bring something to the program that they're able to share, sometimes more willing than others to, to share it with, with other people, but helping to get the, the general public's garden questions answered. Sometimes it's, it's doling them out to the right person to get the question answered. and and knowing who it is that's the right person to answer that question is kind of interesting sometimes, too.
0: Being in this program in Wyoming Uh is probably different in a variety of ways. Right. Is there anything that you find either remarkable or noteworthy or enjoyable about doing it in Wyoming versus what it would be to do it somewhere else?
1: Well, I think like you hear about in Wyoming, in so many other ways. Wyoming is like one big hometown with long streets. If I don't know the question I can oftentimes reach out to one of my colleagues across the state. Um, In Wyoming we only have about eight of us that are out in the counties that specifically do horticulture and then we have specialists on campus but because I've become involved in the National Agents Association and gone to conferences all over the country, I've met educators from other states and here a few years ago, I had somebody that had a citrus tree in their house. I know nothing about citrus, being from Wyoming, but I knew somebody from Florida who knew something about citrus, and I called them and got a really good answer. and And uh, the person is now growing citrus quite successfully in their in their home um, in their home. I think they had a solarium, so a sunroom, um, but the humidity is probably the biggest thing that we deal with and and areas where citrus comes from has lots of humidity so um, anyway we have the ability to be able to reach outside of of the state of Wyoming borders Um, and oftentimes it's just down south that we ask because um, CSU our our neighbor college has a whole horticulture department of people to ask so um, wonderful colleagues all over the the United States actually but Yeah, that's great to have the partnerships of, if I don't have the answer, we can find the answer.
0: Surprising, because, again, I didn't know this even existed. The surprising level of value that you bring to the community is really cool. And it's great you're doing it here. I'm glad to hear that you came back home to Wyoming. Thanks for doing this today. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. This is kind of fun.